The Basement Review wants to thank our sponsor, HelloFresh. Forget takeout. HelloFresh delivers all the ingredients for delicious, healthy meals anyone can prepare at home in less than 30 minutes. Go to HelloFresh.ca and use promo code REVIEW50 to get 50% off your first order. Hi, I'm Jason Collette, and you're listening to the Basin Review Podcast. This episode is jam-packed with some of the finest musicians, musicians Toronto has to offer. Doug Paisley, Bernice, and a rare one from the Basin Review vaults from Jennifer Castle. An outtake from a poignant show we did in 2014 for missing and murdered Indigenous women. Montreal's poet extraordinaire David McGimsey reads from his latest work as well. Welcome to the Basin Review Podcast. I've always felt that the real key to writing good songs is to know how to get the fuck out of the way of them when they come around. Our next guest seems to intuit that idea and then up the ante further by remaining out of the way. His work speaks for itself and the critical acclaim for his work has begun to speak volumes. Mojo, Rolling Stone, Pitchfork, American Songwriter, and even The New Yorker all have nothing but unabashed praise for his understated elegantly minimal records. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one and the only Doug Paisley. I'd like to introduce uh, Mike Belitsky on the drums, and Basil Donovan on the bass guitar, and Don Rook on the lap steel, and Chuck Ehrlichman on the piano. And this is a song called Dreaming. Thing. We're only dreaming 
Thank you very much. Have a wonderful holiday. Our next writer is uh, a really favorite poet of mine, come all the way from Montreal to be here with us. David McGimsey is the author of five collections of poetry, including Little Bastard. His work was also the subject of a book of essays, Population Me, Essays on David McGimsey. I have to say there aren't that many writers that I know who have an entire book devoted just to essays about them. I'm very excited to bring him up here, David McGimsey. Ah, oh, thank you. Oh my God, look at you all. Fantastic. I'm going to be reading from my book, which is called Asbestos Heights. And uh, the, the, first, the first job I ever had, actually, was uh, removing asbestos pipe insulation and replacing it with non-asbestos pipe insulation. So I did the world a favor uh, then. I've been writing poetry for more than 30 years, which is a really long time to be doing something that makes no money. A real, real long time. And uh, all these years, like uh, people like who've read my writing or people who've seen me, they like uh, editors, you know, publishers, they always ask me like one question. They always say, uh, Dave, uh, have you even considered uh, writing a poem that doesn't reference you eating Count Chocula over the sink? You know, have you even tried? Have you even tried this, you know? Like, uh, and I admit, like, of all this time, I really hadn't. You know, I hadn't tried this. So uh, this book was my attempt to finally, uh, at this uh, later age, to uh, uh, write about poems that, uh, write poems about subjects that poets are supposed to write about. So I wrote about flowers and trees and sexy trees and Canada, Canadian history, Canadian prime ministers. And this was like way before, I started writing this even before it seemed impossible that we would have a sexy prime minister. And so uh, this is like, so this whole collection is, is about my attempt to, uh, to write about uh, these august uh, poetic things. And the first section is about flowers. And the first poem I'm going to read is about a flower. And the flower is lettuce. <laughs> For poetry's sake, let us consider iceberg lettuce a flower. Much as I considered, for poetry's sake, college a place where I would find value in life. <laughs> I can't say whether or not my whole year was good for bouquets of iceberg lettuce blooming in beds of bacon and mayonnaise. Just that I remember their quiet, cold heads. Stamen anther filament. I clammed up for most of the summer. It wasn't so bad. I missed the old provocations of rage, moved on and didn't gain too much weight. Imagine the bride is holding her lettuce and then tosses it to the eager crowd. For poetry's sake, I really have to say, I'm happy for her among the crispy petals. So I'm going to read just like a, a few poems just from uh, the section of the poem which is about, which is called The History of Canada. So I really uh, just like really get into uh, uh, things about poetry and things about uh, this great nation of ours and about the future of publishing and poetry in this country. 
And uh, I'm an academic writer as well as a poet. Uh, I teach at Concordia University. And so this poem tries to deal with one of the most important questions that all writers deal with. And uh, uh, this poem is called uh, Switching Back and Forth Between Academic and Literary Publishing Will Be As Easy as Dancing on the Hood of a Car, or so it says in the quarterly review of White Snake videos. I'm not afraid of coast-to-coast -coast flights. The app that converts Pacific time for West Coast residents automatically converts Kafka quotes to lyrics by the Eagles. <laughs> you can be justly proud of your thoughts on Ezra Pound, but a working scholar learns to respect TLC for not recording. These days, gotta say, I'd totally settle for a scrub. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's hit song, Millionaire Onion, may not be Bruce Springsteen's greatest song, but it's definitely his best song about an onion who is also a millionaire. <laughs> the millionaire onion came to town. The millionaire onion closed the factories down. If you ever took a good look at your professor's clothes and said, this is the life for me, <laughs> then yeah, zero sympathy. <laughs> Again, another poem about Canada, and uh, this is called, as vast as the vast lands of this vast land, poet, are you to yonder breads skies, and local cheeses. I'm grateful for libraries, iPad. And grateful for poetry, iPad. Lorca's line, La belle Clooney del bello segui, is where George Clooney got his stage name. Many tried to be the Lorca of Canada but stopped when being the Octavio Paz of Sault Ste. Marie proved sufficient. Entre la tarde timbits y la noche. Life in Canada is just bear attack after bear attack. It always happens as incalculable as the number of times Irving Layton used the word loins. In the animal kingdom, no creature kills for sport except the otter. In the plant world, there are few things as objectionable as balsam fir. This is a poem about how, as uh, poets, we make a living. And the title of this poem is, Every time a poet is denied a council grant, a blind child is given back the power of sight. <laughs> it seems a shame I spent about seven years saying things which were not dissimilar to what Beyonce says in Halo. <laughs> Except without the beauty of Beyonce's words. Whenever I failed, 
my mother liked to say, you're all the man you ever will be. <laughs> Meaning, you can't just wait to get better. Don't just lie there in a ditch you dug. But I couldn't keep my story straight. Did I walk out from that fiery plane crash? Was it cool that I was ambassador to Spain? Did Philip Larkin really call me dude bro? <laughs> I won't say I found a hole so dark I understood it as an abscess of hell. I'll just say I started watching Frasier. I'll just say every single episode. <laughs> and I'll finish off with one last poem, which is the last uh, poem of this book. Uh, I'm from Ville d'Anjou, Quebec. And like Asbestos Heights, is, there was actually a mining town in Eastern Quebec called Asbestos, where they get the fine asbestos from. And I think of this, uh, Ville d'Anjou is like a refinery town. And I think of it like as like, like a sister city to asbestos, but with more pretension to it. So it's like asbestos heights. And so, and my father lived there uh, most of his life. And so I wrote this poem for my father, who uh, was a lifelong uh, New York Yankees fan, uh, something uh, that he passed along to me as well. And uh, so this is for my father, and this is the last poem I read. Thank you all again. Uh, uh, this poem is called Schoolhouse Lilies. Except when he was watching baseball, it seemed my father was always outdoors, tipping his hat to locals, watering the flowers that focused his retirement. A Yankees fan for more than 90 years, in mid-September, a week before he died, my father said of the retiring Derek Jeter, he's too old to play short. They need home runs. My father grew rows of spider flowers, but he called them by their French name, Cléome. The Cléomes were gone by mid-October, and the Yankees didn't make the playoffs. Some call oxblood lilies schoolhouse lilies, because when they bloom, it's time to go back. It's good to have a job, my father would say, as I complained about ever returning. Thank you so much. David McGimsey, ladies and gentlemen. One more time for David. Over the last few years, as a Toronto musician of a particular vintage, I've attended a number of shows as a guest singer, joining many of my other peers of similar vintage for fun nights of all-star cover bands. It's one of the finer new traditions in the Toronto scene. It's at these shows that I've met and begun to take note of some of the younger talented singers that come out, clearly as ringers, to make up for any of the shortfall that comes with relying on old guard like myself. Robin Dan is one of those singers, and she's got way more going on than just being able to slay a room with a doo-wop cover. Her band is called Bernice, 
and they make atmospheric, ambiance-driven synth pop full of down-tempo experimentation. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Bernice. I just memorized a poem by Ben Lerner that has a line, real snow on the stage, fake blood on the snow. That's okay. <laughs> Tom, didn't you go to a party where they helicoptered in fake snow once? I was in Dallas for Christmas one year and um, I went to the house party of the guy who invented the swipe strip on Visa cards. <laughs> and he had half a million dollars worth of animatronic Santas flying around his house and there was a traffic jam in suburban Dallas and he flew in snow and gave everyone shark fin soup in prime rib. <laughs> this song is called He's the Moon. the moon 
type of game you play. I don't need a home, don't need a lover, no friends around me to support each other. And now I'm sailing away. I learned from the best how to cut the rest and then I'll take what I get, it won't offer anything. And now I'm sailing away. I don't need a home, don't girls she's living the dream out in a cabin for a dollar a day and cuz that's the way she has to have it I'll send her my letters a candle and a jacket and the others on the river she'll be out there till her dying day and cuz that's the way she has to have it I'll skip each stone I won't keep it just to have it and now I'm sailing away I learned from the best how to cut the rest and then I'll take what I get and won't offer anything. And now I'm sailing away. Don't need a home, don't need a lover. memory lane I'm always sinking with the ship that way but every time I lay my eyes on that hull I slip to the bottom and I don't HelloFresh is on a mission to bring cooking back into our lives with real whole ingredients that are healthier and we can feel good about. 
They do all the shopping, planning, and deliver step-by-step -step recipes and their ingredients, so we can relax and enjoy all there is to love about cooking. They plan, they shop, you cook. Go to hellofresh.ca and use code REVIEW50 to get 50% off your first box.